Okay, guys, I know y'all tuned into another episode today of Hot Takes with TP3. Before we get things started, um, we got a quick word from our sponsors. The first sponsor of today's episode is Prize Picks. I don't know if y'all are familiar or not with Prize Picks platform and how it works. If you download the app and you use promo code TP3BETS, you will receive a 100% instant match deposit of up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $100 back. Let's say you deposit $50, you get $50 back, and so on and so forth. Um, how it works, guys, you pick two to six players, and if they'll go over or under their projections, more or less, um, you get up to 25% or 25 times your money on that. Let's say tonight you want to pick Luka Doncic to go over 28.5 points, LeBron over 7.5 rebounds, Dalvin Cook over 86.5 rush yards, and let's say you want to go with Jameis Winston under 205 pass yards, something or other like that, guys. It offers a ton of sports. That means you can have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. The list goes on, on, and on. They even have tennis, NASCAR, Anything you could possibly want, it is on there. I promise, guys. Prize Picks is available in your state. Download the app to check and make sure it's in your state. Once again, use code TP3BETS. It takes about 60 seconds to pick everything and deposit. It's easy withdraw, easy deposit. Once again, use code TP3BETS if you want to sign up for Prize Picks. Guys, our second sponsor for today's podcast is Alloy Sports. Look, I know a lot of y'all have listened to our podcast for a long time, but y'all are probably wondering by now where I get my stats and trends from. Well, if you want to build winning systems and use trends and stats like I do, download the Alloy Sports app. The app, the link is in my bio on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at TP3Bets. Go click on it. Download it, guys. I promise, guys, it will help you guys bet like a pro. If y'all want to use the same trends and everything I do, download it now. Alloy Sports, once again, that's A-L-L-O-Y. S-P-O-R-T-S, Alloy Sports. Y'all go download it and give them a listen. How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for the episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penling, coming to you on Thursday, January 6th, 2023. I am joined by Ben Gorowitz. Ben, how you doing tonight, my man? I'm good. Divisional rounds were great. NFL playoffs still rolling on. Um, football's coming to an end, but the the four left. Um, Barstool actually, like on their sportsbook, released what the odds yep. would be for all four matchups. They're all the same spread, and I think uh, the totals were just a half point off for some of them. It's like we have four great teams. We have four very deserving teams. We have four teams that are all good enough to win it all, so the rest of the playoffs are going just legendary. For sure. You know, Ben, sometimes when you look at the playoffs, you kind of wonder, you know, like, how is this team able to get here? Like, maybe they played like a fraudulent one or two seed. They got a buy or something like that, you know. But I truly do believe we have the four best teams left in the playoffs. I mean, the Bills obviously had some uh, things that were exposed last round. I mean, ultimately, the Bengals were the better team, and they showed it. I think all the better teams won. Um, Ben, real quick before we get into our game analysis here, do you think Sean McDermott should be back as the head coach for the Bills? Yeah, I wouldn't make any changes. Um, they they need to get a little bit more balance offensively, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough. It's just a tougher way to win. There's Josh Allen can do it. I just think it's tougher to win that way when you're, you know, way more reliant on Josh Allen running the football than your three running backs that you have in your on your depth chart. So they can get a little bit more balance. Um not really an excuse, but they probably have star defensive players go down every year way more often compared to most teams. Um, I mentioned it when we talked about it last week. Both of their safeties, Jordan Poirier, who played, uh, is now a free agent. 
and Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde's a stud. Both those guys are studs. Um, you know, Tredavious White in past years has been hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milano has been hurt. They just Von Miller's hurt now. Um, but that's not an excuse. But uh, Jordan Poyer is going to be interesting. Uh, he's a free agent, and he is. I put him as him and Minka as the best safeties in football. I mean, there he's up there. So interesting decision what Buffalo has to do. Um, but yeah, I, I think they just got to get a little bit more balance offensively. Yeah, I agree with you completely on that, Ben. I mean, that was kind of the way I looked at it. I mean, I think Josh Allen, look, I'm not going to say that like, I mean, he's definitely hurt though. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it kind of got swept under the rug because he came out there and still was able to throw the ball well and stuff. But I think he was Jalen allowed to say the same thing. Jalen hurts. Yeah. Yeah. He's hurt. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily making the excuse for him, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, I think that he definitely was hurt somewhat. But ultimately, I think it comes back to more so what you said. I think they still could have won that game with him being banged up. But, I mean, you look at the best teams that are left, the Bengals. They ran the ball all over the Bills last week. I mean, you look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a run game this year, This year, especially Pacheco. Pacheco. He went off on the yeah. ground last week. I mean, you look at the, you look at the 49ers and the Eagles. They're probably the two – I think they have the two best run attacks in the league, if I'm not mistaken. So. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think it, you, I mean, you see it all the time in the playoffs. You can't be one dimensional and make it this far in the playoffs. Also too, I think the chiefs really screwed up. I mean, the Bengals, the re- bills really screwed up paying all that money to Vaughn Miller. I mean, you can't pay that kind of money to an old guy. I get it that a lot of teams wanted him and you wanted him bad enough to sell yourself to the playoffs, but I just don't think that was the winning way investing all that capital in a 33 year old defensive end. who's already torn his ACL one time. So I think that's realistically what the problem is there. Um, ben, do you think that Dak Prescott will be back as the uh, quarterback for the Cowboys next season? Yeah, um, I do. But if they don't, if they don't like him, they need to get rid of him because his cap is about to shoot up, mm-hmm. and you're you're kind of going to be stuck with him. I, I think Dak's like I don't think Dak's a bad quarterback. That's what like you can't be too picky with quarterbacks. Everyone wants like a great quarterback, and yep. I get that. There's not many great ones. Dak's among the good. You know what I mean? Vikings are mm-hmm. stuck with Kirk Cousins. Can they win with Cousins? I mean, yeah, but they, they lose a lot of games because of Cousins. Um, same thing with the Cowboys. Dak can win them a lot of games. He can lose them a lot of games. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I still think Dak's like a 8-15 to 15 guy rather than an 8-1 to one guy at quarterback. And, I mean, when you look at it, there's – after you really get past like the 17th, 18th best quarterback, there's really no difference between the rest of the pack back there. The rest of those guys just have up and down seasons. I still don't, I mean, I think it's going to be tough really to find a better quarterback as of right now than Dak Prescott. So I would continue to roll with him. I mean, Dallas has a fantastic defense. Sometimes you can rely on their defense. And Dan Quinn's coming back. Yep. Dan Quinn coming back is huge too. Dan Quinn's smart about it too. I mean, he didn't want to go to one of these bad coaching situations. He's writing for the right situation. And when you have a generational defensive player like Micah Parsons, shit, I would coach him up all day. Um, also, too, Ben, I just want to say, go back to something I did say on one of our past podcasts. No, not that I thought the Giants would beat the Eagles outright, which I did say that, and I'll own that one. But I did say I don't see Dak Prescott holding a Super Bowl trophy, and that held true after this weekend. He is not holding a Super Bowl trophy up anytime soon. Um, now, what do you think the uh, what do you think the four weaknesses of each remaining team is? We'll start with the ooh. the Bengals. I mean, okay. it, it's the offensive line, but they've kind of figured out a way to get around that. Yeah, Alex Kappa did practice today, which is a good sign for that. Or no, I don't know if he practiced, but he's out of his walking boot today. Um, for the Bengals, I would definitely I would say the O line or the secondary, just like you said, for Kansas City. 
I would probably say the secondary. I think the secondary is good. I mean, it's decent, but I would put them in like the above average area. Um, what do you think for Kansas City? I feel City? like I, I feel like Kansas City in past playoff pushes and, and runs. Mm-hmm. I feel like their defensive line has been a little bit better than they are right now. Um, they still have um Christian what's his Jones. name? Christian Jones. Christian Jones, who is just Mr. Doing Everything, good against the run. Um, I don't know where they rank in sacks, but I, I feel like they've like Frank Clark in years past has been like a game changer. Yeah. Uh, D Ford. I wasn't D Ford on them. Yeah, he was. He actually he did uh, that offside. Yep. Um, worst beat of my entire gambling career. But he was having a good year. I mean, mm-hmm. other than that play. I'd probably agree with you with the secondary. Um NFC wise, the Eagles don't have many weaknesses. Um it could be Jalen Hurts is not being 100%. Um, I would actually go with their run defense. I mean, look, their run defense isn't like atrociously bad, but it's very like yeah. middle. It's like middle of the pack. I don't – I can't count how many teams are ahead of them, but I believe it's fallen like – it's literally like dead in the middle, honestly. It's probably like 17th on this list right now. So that's what I would go with is Looks the run defense. like – 16th and uh, that's just rushing yards. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, a run middle of the pack. Uh, I mean, 49ers don't have many weaknesses either. I would say at this point, because he's going to Philly inexperienced at quarterback. I think, listen, I think he's a great coach. I do. But Kyle Shanahan in some big games can kind of freeze up when I think his game plan is really good. I think in game coaching, he can kind of. Get a little conservative. So I'm going to go Shanahan and and an inexperienced quarterback. I mean, the NFC teams don't have many weaknesses. I'll go with quarterback as well, just because he is a rookie and it's probably the easiest spot to go. So I'll go with the quarterback as well with you on this one. But I actually have an interesting little nugget for us that we can uh, unpack when we break down the game. I think that's the perfect segue, Ben, for us to break down the games, guys. We're about to, before we give you all our picks, Ben, you want to give them a quick recap of what happened to us last week? Yep, let's do it. Last week in the divisional round, um, I went three and two. I lost Bengals Bills over. I lost in the Giants plus seven and a half. I hit the under forty eight in that Giants game, and then I won the Jags and 49ers. And then Thomas, you went two and three, lost on Bills, Giants money line, Giants seven and a half, and also hit on Jags and uh 49ers. Yeah, I will say that was the greatest field goal of all time. Shout out yep. Doug Peterson. He always knows the spread. Um, yep. Let's let's get into it, though, Ben. We'll start things out. Three o'clock, going to Philadelphia. We have the Eagles hosting the 49ers. Eagles kept, are giving two and a half points here. The total on this game is 46 and a half. Ben, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think this environment is going to be insane. Um, the Eagles... Really play well at home. Um, Offensive line just gets juiced by the crowd. They run the ball effectively. I think the Niners have a better defense compared to the Eagles, but I think the Eagles' defense makes a little bit more of the big plays. I think they get the big sacks at the right time. Darius Mm -hmm. Slay's big play slay. Uh, James Bradbury's not bad on the other side. Um, I think the Eagles win this game. But... I'm taking a teaser for the week, and in my teaser, I'm taking 49ers plus nine because I think this game is close the entire way. Uh, um, 
uh, an underlining point, like or a point that I haven't really heard. All four teams have a pretty mm-hmm. good kicker. And it'd be shocking to say that Harrison Bucker might be the worst out of the four. And that's pretty much only because of injuries, but four kickers that are pretty reliable in the playoffs uh, is just another reason why these four teams were the best. I mean, I think the Eagles win this game, but I'm taking Niners plus nine in the teaser. Yeah, um, Robbie Gold may or may not have in his playoff career ever, you know, I don't want to say it here because I don't want to jinx anything because my pick, I'm doing it going, give me the money line plus 130 on the Niners and give me the spread plus two and a half. I'm going one unit on each of them. No max bet here, but it basically is. Look, I got a lot of good reasons here on why I like the 49ers. I think, I mean, look, I do have some trends. I'll give you all out on this, but I think at this point in time, you can kind of throw trends out of the window. It's really who's the better team. So first of all, this this um entire situation here, Kyle Shanahan when is now 40 and 16 against the spread when he's playing versus defenses that are giving up 24 points per game or less. Kind of saw it last week. It feels like these matchups really play into what he likes to do. On top of that, when teams average 28 or more points per game, in the uh, conference championship or in the conference championship round, the Super Bowl, those teams are four and 13 against the spread when they're listed as the favorite. So that's the Eagles and the Chiefs. Historically, the Eagles have been better in the playoffs when they're the underdog. They're eight and three straight up as the favorite. Um, the Eagles pass defense is elite, but they can be run on actually, guys. Like we just said there a second ago, the Eagles actually have the number one pass defense in all of the NFL. So that's a good thing for Kyle Shanahan. I really see him dialing up a lot of run. You know, what we haven't seen a lot of you so far, Ben, is Debo Samuel running the football. I think Debo Samuel is going to run the football a lot and be a huge factor in this game. Or Ayuk. Yeah, Ayuk can run the ball too on those jet sweeps. The jet like, sweeps. Like that was what I was alluding to earlier when we we're talking about the and quarterback. And they have uh, who's the the guy the guy that has the pump returns. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod. Yeah, yeah, I think he can he can get some jet sweeps. He had a 77 yard one against the Raiders or 71 yard one against the Raiders. Don't quote me on that. But um, yeah, you know, like we've seen Shanahan do it before in the playoffs. Like la- like week one, he threw the ball 30 times. Last week, I think he threw it like 24, 25. I mean, we've seen him win plenty of games with Jimmy Garoppolo where he throws the ball in like that 15 to 18 range. I would not be shocked to see the exact same kind of game plan from them. On top of that, let's go back to my boy, Ron Torbert is going to be the referee in this game in the game or no 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 no. sorry ron torbert's the referee for the next game so sorry i will be going after ron torbert yeah for some reason i put some of my notes for the wrong game on this one but anyway yeah but anyway ben all those reasons are really right there put me on the 49ers and i mean when i look at these two teams like the 49ers the fact that them in the eagles i mean you look at the 49ers defense outside of the titans they have the number one run defense in the nfl and when i kind of dug into the numbers a little more on the eagles ben look i hate to say like they played a weak strength of schedule because the nfc is pretty weak but i'm gonna have to say it i mean their best win they beat the vikings okay the vikings actually had the second worst defense in the entire nfl when you come down to yardage I mean, on top of that, when I look down the schedule, they beat the Cowboys in the, at home that one week, and then they went on the road and they lost the Cowboys, but that was with Gardner Minshew in there. And you look at their last couple wins that they had with Jalen Hurts in there. They beat the Giants. They beat the Giants again. They beat the Bears with Jalen Hurts in there. They beat the Titans skeleton squad in that game. They beat the crappy Packers. I mean... I can't find a quality win on the schedule. I mean, I feel bad going to that and saying that I can't find a quality win, but I mean, they didn't play the 49ers. They didn't play any of the top teams in the NFC besides the Vikings. They didn't play any of the top teams in the AFC here. I think this is the best opponent they've played all year, and that's not what you want to see on the flip side of things. I see a battle-tested team. Look, I know there's never been a rookie quarterback that's ever won in this round, but I got to play the 49ers here. 
No, nah, I mean, I hear you. I hear you on it. What was the – did you get two and a half or did you buy it at three? No, I took the two and a half. Man, I wish there was a three on the board. Yeah, if three and a half ever pops, I will take it. I will say the public looks pretty heavily on the Eagles here. That's another reason that I like the 49ers here in the spot. I think Kyle Shanahan and company can cook. So, looking for that one. Um, Any other thoughts or points you want to make on this game before we go to the second matchup? No, this game, I have no read on the total. I think it's going to be a slugfest, whether it's high scoring or low scoring. Um, It's going to be, I mean, great match. Both these games are unbelievable. Yeah, I will say there was a lot of good trends I saw on the under at first. I mean, the fact that both these teams love to run the football and whatnot, they have the two best run offenses in the league. Then once I got down towards the end, there was a ton of good trends on the over. So, I mean, I personally would play the under. It's going to be cold outside. These are two smart smart Mm -hmm. offensive coaches. I mean, believe in them. Sirianni and Shanahan really know how to put up some points. Exactly. So I'm rocking with the 49ers in this game. It's going to be a hell of a game. Where I, mean, I truly do think that we have the two best teams in the NFC facing off, and that's all you can ask for. On the flip side of things, Ben, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. They will be hosting the Cincinnati Bengals here. Look, we've seen this one with the Patrick Mahomes injury play ping pong all week. Currently, the Chiefs are listed on today as a minus one-point favorite. Total in this game is at 48 now. I'll start us off here on this one. I'm going to take the Chiefs plus the one here in this game. Um, Look, when teams win three straight games as an underdog and they're listed as an underdog in the fourth game, these teams are 21 and 39 against the spread. That would be the be the Bengals Um, and Andy Reid when he's at home and the total drops three or more points. This total. What if that what if that line what if that line flips to Chiefs being the, the favorite? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That is a funky stat for that reason. So I guess you can throw out the window of that stat. So, in the, but though I will say this: when so when Andy Reid so the total opened this game at 52 and a half, it's now at 48. That's past three point move, so it fits in this category. He's 10 and 0 straight up and seven and three against the spread. I mean, I guess you could technically push, but you're not, there's no possible way you can lose a spread nah. if the Chiefs win the game. Mahomes after get after the defense it goes back to back games of giving up 20 or less, 16 and two straight up. When Ron Torbert, our boy, is officiating the game, a fa- the favorites are 110 and 34 straight up, winning by 7.6 points per game. Mahone's in 40 degree or less weather is 23 and four straight up, and in the second half in the playoffs, Patrick Mahone's <laughs> is eight three and one against the spread on the second half spread. What, these was, are the kind- Mah- what was the Mahone's weather stat? In 40 degree weather, he's 23 and four straight up. What like exactly forty degree weather? Forty degrees or less. I'm, I'm pretty sure Burrow's record in it is <laughs> freezing temperatures is also like three and zero. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, you could come on here, man, and throw all the trends in my face with the Bengals. I mean, it's the same thing as the Eagles one, man. There's a million trends going different directions, honestly, in these games. Real you just got to feel that look. Me and Ben talked about it over text. I did. Will say this. I did play the Bengals earlier in the week. I played back and took the Chiefs. I thought about it a little bit more. Ultimately, earlier in the week, I was just trying to grab a spot on the Bengals while it was still close to a pick just in case that Mahone's ankle looked messed up. I mean, they said he wasn't limited in practice. I mean, you can take that, though, for what it's worth. Are they really going to tell you fine. what it is? He looked fine walking around, which is the thing that I'm going to bank on on this one. Nobody's giving Mahone's a chance, so I'm going to give him one. This is very simple for me. Is this or is this not a legacy game for Patrick Mahomes? It is. And actually, Ben, one thing, I don't want to interrupt you, but one thing I did have written in my notes that I forgot to say because I accidentally wrote it on the other game. 
Remember when Brady played the Jags in the AFC Championship game and he had to get stitches on his throwing hand? And they said he was going to wear the glove and everything. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, they're going to lose. And what did Brady do? He came out and shredded the Jags and went on to go lose in the Super Bowl to the Eagles. But this is kind of the same thing for Mahomes here. Legacy game. You want to stay the best in the game? Now, listen, he's had a better career than Burrow so far. Obviously, the MVPs, the, he has in Super Bowl. Yeah. But in terms of going into next season, he wants to be the number one guy. You got to win this game. If you lose it, I'm sorry. Burrow is the best quarterback currently in the NFL. Bates over. You can't say Mahomes would be better at that point. It'd be back-to-back years losing in Kansas City to the same guy. And Joe Burrow is the number two guy in the NFL right now. Sorry, Josh Allen fans. You've been passed. The legacy game for Patrick Mahomes. I'll take the plus seven and a half to finish out my teaser. Patrick Mahomes over a touchdown in a legacy game. Very comfortable. I like your position on both games here, Ben. I will say this, guys. Now the Bengals are catching the plus one. I still would probably tease the Bengals up. I think this is going to be a tight game. I think this game, I mean, if it tells you anything on on the pro steam that's coming in on the under, they're steaming down the under. If you can get seven points either way in a game where the pros are all over the under like this and have steamed it over four points, I think you got to take it. I mean, I wouldn't tell you to blindly chase sharp steam and take an under. I mean, there's plenty of middle space for you to get screwed. But, I mean, this thing's telling you the whole story. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Me and Ben talked about it. Both these teams have found their run game as the playoffs have gone on. Look, I think there's good matchups for both teams on the, on the defensive side of the ball. Lou Anaroma, I mean, he's a hell of a defensive coordinator. He's going to bring pressure on Mahomes, try to keep him in that pocket rather than run around. When with Mahone's ankle, he might not be as effective on the flip side of things. Christian Jones is going to dominate the Bengals offense, in my opinion. It's been around mm. for a long time. Exactly. Spagnola, Spags has been in the big games. Kansas City's been in the big games. The other thing I do want to say, Ben, about Kansas City, I mean, obviously it didn't come to fruition last year because they lost to the Bengals, but remember when they lost to the Bills early on last season and everyone was all over the Bills, Dick and everything, saying they were so much better than Kansas City and stuff. And me and you kind of talked on the podcast. We both kind of agreed, you know, like maybe Andy Reid's saving his best shot for the playoffs. You know, maybe kind of the same thing happened the regular season. You know, Andy Reid probably said to the team, like, both of us expect to be there in the playoffs. We might see each other again in the playoffs. Let's give them our best shot when we meet up in the playoffs. And I think that could possibly be in play here again. What number did you take for the Chiefs game? I took the Chiefs at minus one. Minus one. All right. So to recap the picks, Thomas is on 49ers money line and um, plus two and a half. Yep. And then Chiefs minus one. I am on a teaser. 49ers plus nine, Chiefs plus seven and a half. Um, I am also thinking of taking the Chiefs just on the money line. Yeah, you know, honestly, Ben, if I was you in your situation, I would just... Eh, honestly, I would probably go ahead and play it. I was going to say because I forgot you had Chiefs plus money now. I was going to say you may just want to sit there and watch the game for a little bit. They get down by seven points yeah. or so, live them. But, I mean, you already have them at plus money, so you might as well hit them again on the money line. I'm not going to add it to my card, but it's something I'm thinking about. Yeah, I will say one thing, guys. These games are very much, I mean, like we said, two evenly matched teams. The spreads reflect it, too, with neither team able to catch a field goal in these games. I mean, these are probably two of the tightest games you could ask for in these situations. I mean, the spread basically says the Eagles get a two-and-a-half-point home field advantage, and both teams are dead even. So, I mean, this is the best matchups you could possibly ask for. Let's see. The weather in Philly. It's going to be cold. It's going to be in that 40-degree range, Oh, it's too. always cold, brother. 
Uh, they play. When do they play? They play on Sunday. I'm seeing Sunday. 42 degrees with seven mile yeah. per hour winds. Overcast. Beautiful weather for football. Yeah, hey, it's gonna be a hell of a Sunday, Ben. The one thing I do hate, man, with both these games being on Sunday, is we got to look forward to Sunday all week long, and then after these games are over, we got to regret the fact we have to go to work the next day. So that does suck, but <laughs> should be two hell of games, guys. Enjoy them. Think about work after they're over, Ben. Any last words for you before we get up out of here? Nah, I'm ready to roll. I'm ready. God, to roll. I got a birthday this weekend, Saturday. Oh, that is right, guys. It is Ben Gorwitz's birthday Saturday. Let's wish him a happier early birthday. And Ben, we got to cash these bets, man, for a nice little birthday gift for you. So let's do it. Let's get it, guys. Happy birthday to our co- to my co-host, Ben. Let's get up out of here. We appreciate everyone who tuned in, and we'll talk to you all again soon.